What's up, Cryptid Chat fam? It's Yammy for another exciting episode of Cryptid Chat with Yammy. First of all, can we just talk about the obvious, which is that we have intro music for our podcast now. Huge, huge, huge round of applause um, to our creator, a friend of mine named Gabe Kasul. So give him some love. Uh, he's also a huge conspiracy, cryptid, paranormal fan. So I cannot thank him enough for creating that awesome intro for us. It's kind of groovy, a little vibey, a little spooky. Um, I, I think I described it to him best is like alien ravey and that is 100% my jam so thank you again Gabe for that awesome intro that we'll be using for our podcast it really sets the tone I feel like for um our podcast now we're moving on up we have a new logo we have podcast intro music it's all coming together now so today's episode is another story chat episode so we have a few um, stories, viewers admitted stories that we're going to be going through. But um, before we get into that, I wanted to give another shout out. Shout out to everyone who's listening right now. So we have listeners um, from the US, from the UK, from Canada, Germany, Greece, and Ireland. So thanks again for supporting the podcast, guys. I hope you guys continue to like the content. And I love that Crypto Chat is going international. Love that very, very much. I am currently here in my backyard today in Florida. Um, it's hot. It's a little humid. But um, I just wanted to get a change of scenery. There's a little bird outside. I'm hoping it's not going to chirp anytime soon. Um, so created a little bit of an ambiance for today's story chat episode. So kicking us off with our first story today, we have a poltergeist kind of situation from a friend of mine named Josh. Uh, we've known each other for a few years now, and he reached out to me uh, via Instagram just a few days ago, I think maybe a week ago, um, with some... It's like unsettling sort of activity that's been going on in his house all of a sudden. But I'll let him describe in his own words what was going on. He messaged me and he said, Okay, so today, door knocking sounds have been coming from the empty guest room across the hallway from mine. Creeping me the heck out, though. So upon us, like, having more of a conversation on it. So he mentioned that the seems to have started around July 7th is when he can recall the noises starting. And they have continued every single day since then. He says that strangely, it only happens during the day. And it happens every couple of hours. And it happens, what he hears is basically a series of two or three knocks at a time. He says that he's been looking almost every day at the into the room since it started, but he hasn't found anything unusual or frightening. So he says the mystery remains. He did note that each of his five siblings, respectively, have lived in this room for a period of time at some point, and just currently it's unoccupied. So that's Josh's story, and it's very interesting. We've been corresponding, actually, pretty much to this, to almost right now, about what's 
um, going on. It seems to me anytime you have sort of knocking noises, scratching, it's usually again attributed to um, classically to some type of like poltergeist activity. And kudos to you, Josh, for, you know, going in to check to see if you can find a logical explanation for what's going on. Um, I don't know what to what to think of this. It seems like it started suddenly. There doesn't seem to be a real cause for what happened either. Because usually when we think of poltergeist activity, uh, something usually stirs it up. Something causes it to occur. Uh, there's a lot. We've talked a little bit in other past podcast episodes just about like the theories around poltergeist in general and how are they ghosts? Are they just energy that's charged? Are they somehow a manifestation of the human subconscious? Um, we just don't really 100% know. Um, but again, if you believe the theory that something was supposed to have kind of started this, then it begs the question like, what could have caused Josh's poltergeist activity that he's experiencing to this day in his house? Uh, hopefully it's nothing serious and I'm hoping for Josh. It's uh, there's a logical explanation somewhere out there. I'll be keeping in touch with Josh though. And hopefully we'll get an update to see and hopefully things don't go, don't get any worse. It's been about a week, I guess now since he's had uh, this start happening in his house. So we'll be keeping in touch with, Josh, if you guys have any specific uh, suggestions for him, something to check out in the house, um, anything to help out, please also let us know and I'll get in touch back with him to see if that helps out. But it doesn't seem to be, there's no, as far as I know, no new objects have been purchased or moved into the room. Nothing traumatic has happened there to warrant, again, what's going on. So a real kind of small cryptid chat mystery. So again, Josh, if you're listening, thanks for sharing again. I'm so sorry you're going through that. I'm sorry it's bothering you so constantly every single day. I don't know if it's because it's going on during the day, if that helps at all, but... I know that it sounds like it would be very frustrating, to say the least. Oof. I am not about that. <laughs> Our second viewer submitted story comes through to us from Outcast at last through Instagram. Real cool guy. So he actually submitted a story on behalf of his aunt. So this is his aunt's story um, when she went to a specific location, re I guess, potentially recently, and she had uh, some weird encounters that she couldn't quite explain. So I'll read her story and then I'll share a little bit of the research that I um, just briefly was able to find about this place. So his aunt says... We stayed at the Conneaut Hotel, I believe, which was supposed to be haunted. It was a big fire there, and the story says that a bride died on her wedding night. What was left of the ballroom is still there in ruins when we were there. I got a pretty creepy picture of a family member in the room that we stayed in right on the lake. It was shaped like an octagon, it, and it also looked kind of ghost-like. I believe it had to do something maybe with developing the film. But we had the hotel mostly to ourselves. We walked through the whole thing. And we went into just about any room that we wanted. 
The main guy who was taking us took us into a so-called haunted room. It was kind of creepy, and there were a lot of strange sounds in the night. So thank you, Outcast at Last, for sharing your aunt's story. I was actually able to do a little bit of research onto the Conneaut Hotel. It's located in Conneaut Lake, uh, Pennsylvania, and it was built in 1893. It's a really beautiful um, small hotel, very very idyllic uh, lakefront resort property. So I was actually able to substantiate the stories that she was, uh, that your aunt um, was maybe told by some of the employees. So basically the legend goes, what I was able to find is that in April of 1943, um, the hotel they believe um, was struck by lightning. Ultimately it resulted in this really big fire that nearly destroyed the hotel nearly destroyed about half the hotel and destroyed a good portion of the roof of the hotel. So apparently right after that happened, um, there were rumors that unfortunately a bride who was to be married that same exact day that the tragic fire happened, that unfortunately she perished in the fire um, trying to find her groom who eventually survived the fire. So it is reported that uh, to this day, the ghost of a bride named Elizabeth does haunt the hotel. Supposedly, she haunts the employee hallways and the third floor most frequently. The third floor being where the fire spread from. Perhaps where she was um, located when she unfortunately perished. So, apparently, it is um, pretty haunted. And it actually was featured on the show Paranormal State. So for those of you who um, like to follow up on some of the research you hear and you find, maybe check out the Paranormal State episode on the Conneaut Hotel. I will probably 100% watch that right after this now that I'm like realizing like, oh man, there's, there's some stuff there. So I'd like to see for myself... Um, what they may have experienced when they were investigating the hotel, but it doesn't strike me as weird at all that your aunt um, felt just strange at this place and that maybe she caught a picture of an orb. Maybe she didn't, you know, you don't know, but thank you again for sharing your aunt's story. Um, there to add to it, I know she said that there were a lot of strange sounds in the night that she would sometimes hear. Um, it is, from what I found, um, not uncommon to apparently hear um, like a female voice and crying, which is so, 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 so creepy. And then even like the smell of like, like floral smells. So like the bouquet, it just, yeah, that's just such an unfortunate story. I, um, it is a legend associated with hotels. So I'm not sure how, um, how much, I guess, like, like if there's like death records of a woman named Elizabeth who died at, in that specific fire. But I do know that it was 1943 and it was World War II was going on. So who knows? But yeah, thanks for sharing your story. Our last stories come to us, again, from Odd Thomas, who shared some of his stories last week. Um, this is an encounter. He shared a few encounters that he had um, with what could potentially be a skunk ape or a Sasquatch uh, back in June, which is 
pretty cool, very recent sort of a story that he uh, decided to share with us. So I will let him take it away. So he says, I had a recent encounter with a skunk ape. June 5th, my friend and I did a nighttime hike for the eclipse. My companion is a former military and lifetime hunter and tracker. We adventured to Bellamy. I probably, oh, why am I so butchery with words? We, event, we adventured to Bell Amy Bridge, which was known to be a paranormal hotspot. I'm going to make a note of that for later. The hike is short but creepy at nighttime. A blanket of mist covered the path and Chipola River swamps. We were out there for a few hours telling scary stories, meditating, and just listening to the woods, the words of the forest. I like that. We were talking about the swamp thing and suddenly heard a loud hooting call from the distance. I have it recorded on my GoPro camera. My companion tried calling back but was met with no response. Maybe it was an owl or a stump jumper. Either way, it was very strange because they are both linked to ancient legends and the missing 411. About 45 minutes later, we heard a large tree crash about 30 yards from us. My GoPro burned out minutes before. Not a dead battery. It just got so hot that it turned off, which was strange. I was terrified after the crashing tree. I could feel it in my chest, and I armed my knife, and Ronnie had his in hand on his protector. He joked and he wished that he had brought a picker one, and I wish I had one. My toothpick wouldn't stop anything from snapping me in half. Very true. We did not want to hurt whatever it was, but we were ready to protect ourselves. We stayed out there for another hour with minimal activity. Sometimes the entire forest would go silent and get darker, even with the full moon eclipse going on. The vibes were definitely a little spooky especially with what's going on in the world and people in charge finally releasing those authentic UFO videos. We know that supernatural forces are at play every day. But this is ancient knowledge, of course. You right. In the 1800s, not far from here, a Sasquatch was apparently captured by townspeople after terrorizing a village. He was taken to... It was... Oh. Oh, interesting. Story says that he was taken to it was taken to a local hospital where they thought it was an escaped mental patient and buried in the grounds years later when it passed. Stories known as the Ochesi Wild Man. I'm about to look into that one too. Holy moly, thanks, Autonomous. You're giving me so many things to look into. We love that. There are many caverns and sinkholes in the area, and other locals refer to the creature as the Mariana Caveman and the Cabbage Man. That's a funzy of a cryptid name if I've ever heard one. Aw Thomas also shared another story with us, and I will share it with you guys. Thanks, Thomas, for also taking one for the team and going on so many hunts. Stay safe out there, my friend. Another time months ago near Look and Trumbull Rapids, I was with a neighbor and his son hanging out along the Chipola River. We recorded videos talking about the Seminole legends, the monster gators, and the religious snake handlers that passed away back here. We were enjoying the whitewater and skipping rocks. We did some tree knocks and 
his son did some Bigfoot calls. Right after one of these hoots, a tree branch fell. The nearby forest went silent, and we didn't stick around much longer after that. We are always searching for signs when we are out here. People deserve to know what's really out there so they can properly protect their families. My best friend's cat was recently killed by some kind of wild animal in their Florida backyard. Maybe the pandemic chaos has animals acting strange and going to new locations. Cryptids and other predators are out there, and maybe most are unforgiving. We can't continue to ignore the threat, and of course people are vanishing as well. Um, oh, I like this. I know there's magic out there, and that allows me to continue my days. Aw, love that. We appreciate that. And I am very sorry to hear, Thomas, that your cat um, passed as well. Thank you for sharing your stories and your friends' encounters. I definitely, being a Florida native pretty much almost my whole life, um, have grown up hearing a variety of stories with the skunk apes. And they are, as far as I know, pretty much um, most of the stories I've heard are pretty much just like those kind of sighting type of encounters where you see it and it sees you or maybe it doesn't see you and that's pretty much the end of it. Um, I have never gone uh, squatching, skunking, however you want to call it, and I would really like to at some point in time. Um, I believe there's guides that take you into the Everglades to go skunk ape hunting. Um, I do know that um, some people um, have developed different kinds of what they believe to be like skunk ape or like sasquatch calls and i have heard a few very interesting sort of like replies of some types of creatures in um all my research and things like that and i know that you know the tree knocks are also associated very frequently believed to be um, with sasquatch bigfoot sightings i have seen um quite a few pictures of whatnot of trees being down, very big trees, and then like weird tree formations in the middle of the forest. And it's like, who the heck made this, you know? So I don't think you're far off. I do think there's definitely some things out there that we just don't know of right now. I appreciate your theories on like, perhaps this pandemic and everything that's going on. Um, you know, there's a lot of things going on and maybe it's stirring up the environment and the things around us. So it, 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 makes sense. I mean, if our pets can kind of sense when we're stressed or where something's going on, then why wouldn't other wildlife kind of be able to sense that something's going on? And of course, I always stress if anyone is going big, Bigfoot hunting or just hiking in general to always be safe. So I'm glad that you um, equip yourself when you go out there. And it's true at the end of the day, whether these cryptids are real or not, um, these are potentially wild animals, so I am very big on conservation, so I definitely know that wild animals are wild first and foremost, so I do agree we should be able to be careful and protect ourselves. I'm definitely going to have to look into some of these places that you mentioned. I so, so, so um, am... I guess fascination is such a morbid word to put for it, but I'm so interested in this whole um, 
missing 411 sort of phenomenon. You know, all these people that are going missing in national parks and these um, record, like conservation areas, you know, what's going on, what's happening, why do we not find these people? So is there a danger? I, man, I don't know, but it's wild out there. And there's so many things that we just cannot explain that um, occur in the world around us. So this is why I love getting to chat with you guys and chat with all the listeners and anyone who shares their stories, because we, uh, I think there's comfort in knowing that you're not alone when you experience these kind of things, whether paranormal or UFO or cryptid. Um, there's a comfort in knowing again that somebody else has experienced something similar. Um, it definitely, I know for me, it's helped me to basically be like, so girl, you're not going crazy. Um, and also I, I really do strongly think that, you know, um, we are all sort of pioneers in a very interesting field of science in a way, if you think about it, like we are searching for things that have not been found yet, but that doesn't mean that they don't necessarily exist. So keep on being curious, being um, intrigued by these things and searching for answers safely, please. Um, Because I do think that we will, as time goes on, we will find answers and we have been getting answers. So I hope one day we get some evidence into Skunk Ape and Bigfoot. I really do feel like we are getting closer and closer to that. And when that happens, holy crap, is that going to change everything? So thanks again, Thomas, for sharing your stories with us. And again, As always, folks, if you ever have a story that you want to share with us, or if it's a family member story or a legend you've heard, feel free to always send it over my way at cryptidchatyammy at gmail.com so that we can talk and just discuss your stories. If you ever have any theories or more information on any stories that you've heard as well, feel free to reach out on our Instagram page over at Cryptid Chat Girl, or again on our Gmail. So guys, that has been another episode of our Story Chat series here. Thanks again to all of our listeners and all of our followers who submitted in their stories and sharing a little bit with us. Thank you guys for giving me more knowledge as well. I love looking into uh, different types of research. Plus, I have a lot of free time right now, so you guys also help calm my mind right now by giving me things to look into, so I appreciate that greatly. Always love the support that this community gives, and while I'm at it, shout out to everybody listening, because we officially reached over 450 followers on our Instagram page alone, and every day we are getting more listeners and viewers on our podcast, so thank you, thank you guys again so, so much. I always say it, but I love to emphasize it that your support is everything, everything for us. So what's to come for Cryptid Chat? Well, I'm glad you asked. We are working on another exciting episode. And I know I say exciting about a thousand times and I need to come up with better synonyms for my excitement. But we are working on another episode 
to pull out sometime soon, and it'll be on the Randonautica app, and all the crazy conspiracy theories and weird encounters that people have been reporting happening. Um, I found, I just kind of ran into that whole theory one day on social media, and you know, I had to look into that, especially when it seemed to be getting kind of creepy and a little dangerous even. So keep checking out our social media pages for information on when that should be coming out soon. And hopefully for the episode, we'll also be joined by somebody to discuss the Randonautica uh, situation in general. It's been a little while since we had somebody on the podcast to chat. Um, so always excited about that. And I also realized when I was like recording myself and like looking back at some of the episodes that I do a lot. And I apologize that y'all have to deal with that. I didn't even realize I did it as much as I did until I was like really looking back at some of the episodes and I'm like, are you okay? Are you parched? I always have a glass of water or something near me. What is, why do we do this? I don't know why we do this. We just do this. So I just did it. Oh my gosh why am I like this? So thank you guys again for listening to another episode of Crypto Chat with Yami. Um, if you guys have any feedback on any things we should cover, talk about, or if you want us to cover something on an Instagram live, which we love to pop in and do every now and then and have fun with you guys, feel free to also if you ever want, just message me through social media or through our Gmail account. I Thank you guys for being around, for livening my spirits. Uh, things have been a little crazy lately as I'm sitting here recording. I have, instead of a glass of water, a delicious glass of Pedialyte. Um, our health has taken a little tank here, but we are hanging in there. And honestly, again, thank you guys so much for the support because it really does, uh, it really does help, you know, and a shout out Another shout out, which is all the shout outs today. Another shout out to everyone out there who is dealing with any kind of chronic illnesses. You know, it sucks. It's not fun, but y'all are warriors and I see you guys and appreciate you guys. So thanks again. And we hope to see you, hear you, see you, hear you on another episode of Cryptid Chat with Yami.